Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Corallo. And this week, I'm joined by someone new that I, I, this is my first time talking to him. You still haven't met him. And his name is Alexander. Hi, Alexander. Hi, Giuseppe. Uh, I'm so happy to have you on our podcast because as you now know, since uh, since from starting from last week, now each week we're going to have a different guest and then we'll see what happens. And this week we wanted to bring Alexander in because he's a big, great Grey's Anatomy fan and he knows this show really, really well. So Alexander, how did you get to you know, first get to know Grey's Anatomy. Let's tell us everything about your relationship with the show. Absolutely. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I definitely am a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. Uh, I think pretty much everybody in my life like has some kind of story with me and Grey's, whether it's me showing them an episode or showing them a scene or showing them like scenes from the musical episode or just something like they all know that I love it. Um, but I started watching the show back in season two. Um, this was episode 16. It's the end of the world, um, which Grace fans might know as the bomb episode, right? Where yeah. uh, Christina Ricci is the paramedic Hannah and she comes in um, with her hand inside the body cavity. And then we find out that this guy shot himself with a bazooka and there was no explosion. Um, and then and it was a big episode. episode. And it was a big episode at the time because it was the episode that actually launched the Grace into greatness because it aired and after the Super Bowl, right? After the Super Bowl, exactly. Yeah. So at that time, I was like, 14. So I wasn't even like aware of Grey's Anatomy. It was still early on. It had like a very small, like steady following, but it wasn't, you know, like the huge thing really blew up after, blew up like a bomb <laughs> um, after that episode. Um, but yeah, I just remember like my parents were like, oh yeah, we're going to watch this like medical show after the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it with you guys. Um, and then it, it like hooked me. I think, you know, because it was so action-packed and whatnot um and then the way of course it ended with meredith putting her hand you know in the body after handle runs away i was hooked i was like oh, okay now i have to watch with the that, next week with, that, so, with that final iconic line what did i do what did i do what did i yes, do? exactly exactly um and you know having the episode start out with oh you know i have a feeling that i'm gonna die today and then ending with that episode um or ending with that line yeah the iconic line what did i do what did i do um so i i tuned in the next week this is back when the show actually aired on sundays yeah. um i tuned in the next week and i think what i was so taken with and so what i like enjoyed so much was that so much of what they set up in the first part was wrapped up really beautifully like full circle in the second part you know like yeah. meredith saying oh i don't remember the last time we kissed and then Derek explaining all this and then, oh, my conditioner stopped working. And Derek says, oh, it's, you know, you had, you smelled like a flower. So oh my gosh, my lavender conditioner. And then even um, George's dream, you know, of them in the shower. And that's how it starts out. And I think that was done, you know, to bring in the, the male fans after the Super Bowl, um, the straight male fans. Um, yeah. But then, you know, ended up again in the second epi the second part, 
again, really beautifully done with um, Izzy and Christina, you know, washing Meredith after after that whole day of having her hand in the body and the the bomb exploding. Um, it's just yeah. a really, really beautiful two episodes. And now it's been, you know, 17, 18 years later, and I'm still consistently watching every every Thursday night. Okay, so basically we have a little bit like the same story with, with history with Grey's Anatomy. As I always say, Grey's Anatomy has, all, has, has been my longest relationship. I was 15 at the time when I started watching the show. And of course the episode that made me, the episodes that made me fall in love with the show were, were the bomb ones as well. And, and I've never, never um, abandoned the show. You know, each week I get yeah. a new episode, and, and, and I, I kept talking about it to my friends. And then my friend and my friends got into it, and then they left around season six. Someone season during season eight, I think. But I never stopped watching because I always. I mean, there was a time when Derek died that I was like, okay. I don't know if I can go on. This is too sad. This is too depressing. This is just heart heartbreaking for me. And then I said, okay, as long as Meredith Grey is on the show, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stay on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep watching. And then when the news broke out, the season that Adam Popper was gonna do eight episodes, and that it was like in the show this year was going to be a little bit like a soft reboot, I was like, is still is this still Grey's Anatomy? And this is something that I want to talk like each week. Is this still Grey's Anatomy? How does a long-time viewer feel towards this new era of the show? Yeah, you know, it's been on for so long. And I, similar to you, you know, I've, again, you see friends and different people that have left, you know, at certain points when certain character leaves or certain plot points. And I've really stuck with it. And that's just the staying power of the show, you know, started in 2005 and, um, kind of before really social media and then we see all the way i mean i don't want to get too much yet into tonight uh, the episode um that we'll be discussing but you know just the kind of now it's like in the TikTok era we definitely saw that with this week's episode so it's just crazy that it's been on for so long even when i started and you started watching it i'm sure you know this was before netflix streaming so just to even watch you know the first season the first season and a half to catch up you know how to get the dvds so i remember getting those dvds um like for my birthday and having to catch up and be like oh my gosh the show is crazy um and then yeah it was surprising to see surprising and not surprising that ellen is kind of taking a step back from grays um i'm i'm liking this new era i think it gives the writer something to kind of um plan for and they have the new interns obviously they're bringing a new energy to the show and at least now, while we still have Meredith and everything going on with Meredith and Nick, which I loved the last scene. Um, again, we'll talk about um, last night. But I, 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 again, for now, it does still feel very much Grey's Anatomy. Again, with Meredith. So we'll see when, when she exits, quote unquote. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, but right now, yeah, I mean, it's still, and especially last night's episode did feel very much like a classic episode for a few reasons for me. Um, but yeah, I still, I think it's still very, very strong, very graze. I'm loving what they're doing with the new season. Okay. Okay. Again, I, I agree with you that as long as Ellen Popper is on the show, 
it's uh, we cannot say for sure if the show is going to work without her but what i know for me is that she she's the my my she's my favorite character ever from any tv series and anytime she's not a lot in, in an episode i don't like that episode very much for example in this, oh, wow. this episode she was not seen very much so i'm curious yeah. to see if gray's anatomy you know will keep me interested because i'm afraid i'm, I'm afraid i'm it's a, it's going to be an, ongo- an ongoing journey and we'll see where it leads us but right now i think it's time to start talking about the episode three of season 19 of Grey's anatomy which yeah. was titled let's talk about sex, talk about sex. <laughs> i'm gonna do like a quick summary of the episode So, Belly recruits the interns to create a series of social media videos informing teens about sexual health. The videos filmed at Grace Lone in front of a group of high schoolers eat home as a student has medical complications during a visit. Elsewhere, Meredith and Maggie learn something new about Zola. Okay. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So, I would start with this new information about Zola, okay? I would start... Okay. Okay, so, because... I think I might be wrong. I don't know, but I think this might be the exit storyline for Meredith Ray. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So what what do you think about this new development? Yeah, it's interesting. I really enjoyed um, last night the scenes with Nick and Zola, kind of a sidebar um, before they started getting into like her doing all the the neurological tests. I just like their kind of bonding and, uh, you know, he had raised his niece and now we're seeing him kind of parenting Zola in a way. So I just thought those scenes were really, really nice. Um, And yeah, I definitely think that something is going on with Zola and that's setting up what Meredith's exit will be. I'm not sure exactly what they're going because, you know, when she had her moment at the end of last, the previous episode, um, her speech about Alice Gray, I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Is this like um, a medical, like, is this, you know, something to do with spina bifida or is she getting like childhood Alzheimer's, which is a crazy sad thing. Oh, no. um, and now we're saying that she, that she's maybe a genius or maybe um, some kind of like um, autistic, I'm not sure, but I, um, it, it's interesting. It's really cool to see I think that the the actress who's now been on the show for quite a few seasons and has been given more and more each season is doing a great job with it this year. And um, especially with last night's episode. Yeah. Yeah. What I, do you think? Well, I agree with everything you said. And also I think that, you know, it doesn't feel like this came out of nowhere. It feels like it is something which is very believable because for the past few years we have seen Zola being the calm one and the one discussing medicine all the time, the one reading all the time medical jur- uh, medical journals, the one watching uh, you know medical surgeries, at least medical surgeries. So I think it's something that works for her this kind of storyline, and I think it's interesting because it gives Meredith a great a great question about what to do with her. And also it, it, it strengthens the bond between her and her aunt, Maggie. And I, I loved the last scene in which Maggie says to Amelia, how is, that, how is it possible that all of this was happening, is happening to Zola and that I hadn't realized it having lived, yeah. having lived it. 
you know, I thought it was a very interesting and it was a very tender scene between Amelia and, and, and Maggie. And Amelia says to Maggie, you know, you don't have to worry. Zola will get her tools, you know? And I think that's gonna, yeah. that's what's going to happen. That Meredith will find a way to help Zola. Maybe they will have to move across country to find the perfect school or something for her. And what I hope for is that we have a nice ending. And I hope that, I mean, what's interesting about this storyline is that Krista Vernoff, the showrunner, had a tough job to do this year. Because as, as she said in an interview, we're not crafting the goodbye of Meredith Ray. We're crafting the see you later storyline, you know? Yeah, so, right. So it's very difficult because you have to find an exit strategy, but at the same time, it cannot be too powerful because she's going to come back. And you, so it's it's really a really complicated yeah. to, to navigate for sure. And I'm curious to see what happens. And I really hope that, you know, Meredith will be with Nick, whatever happens, that Nick is going to be with her because I just, just loved the two of them. And I'm curious to have your thoughts about this couple, which has been a divisive, uh, you know, a polarizing couple. There are some people who love it. There are some people who hate it because some people got very attached to, Mer to the idea of Meredith and Ace. Some people love Meredith. Yeah, some <laughs> people love Meredith and Derek a lot. So what do you think about Meredith and Nick? Um, briefly, you know, I just want to say, isn't this amazing, Giuseppe, that we're 19 seasons in and still so on our toes about what is going to happen? And, and sometimes when you when you think you know which direction they're going in, they they pull out something completely surprising still for the fans after so long. I just think it's it's amazing. It's beautiful for us. Um, and as far as Nick and Meredith, Mayor Nick. Um, I really like them. I really like um, the buildup of, of last season and then where they are this season. I feel like in a few ways, especially now with them being in the same hospital, her being chief and Hayden being um, residency director, that they are, are in a few ways uh, equals, which I know is something that, you know, uh, DeLuca struggled with, with seeing himself with Meredith. And then even in earlier seasons with Derek being the attending and her being the intern, I think now they're kind of in a very equal partnership, which I appreciate seeing on screen. Um, it's interesting because I remember after Nick's first appearance, um, the first time that we see him a few seasons ago, so many of the fans were like, oh, we want, we want this guy back. We want to see him. And this is who Meredith should be with. And I remember Christopher not being, oh, it was just, you know, a, a one episode thing. But for seasons, so many fans, I remember, were like, we really want to see Nick back. And then I think what happened was Hayes became so popular and people, you know, he was like handpicked by Christina and sent to Meredith. Um, I think he became so big. I remember when they brought Nick back onto the show, yeah. so many fans were like, wait, who is this? We don't want yeah. him. What? Even though for years they were uh, saying that you want him back. So Yeah, yeah. When I saw him back that night, the night of the season 18 premiere, I was so happy because trust me when I say that even though I loved Meredith and Ace, but I loved Meredith and Ace because I hated Meredith and DeLuca. I really did. Um, <laughs> very. You have to know that the thing that, that I'm most invested in during the show is it's always about Meredith Romances. So I was the biggest fan of Meredith. Yeah. 
So when I when Scott Speedman gets started on season season fourteen, since that moment, I remember that I spent all that summer, the summer between season fourteen and season fifteen, wondering like is he gonna come back? I wanted him to come back so much, and I never forgot about him. You know, I kept open. Yeah, yeah. Part of me kept hoping to see him again. So when I saw the eight season eighteen premiere and I saw it live, um, I mean in Italy it was like half past three in the morning, something like that. I was like jumping from joy and from happiness. I was so, so happy and I could not believe it, you know? So, yeah. Definitely, yeah, it was definitely a moment seeing him in the restaurant and I was like, oh my gosh, there he is. I think I had like a shot of tequila in honor of Meredith, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Zola. We'll see what they are going to do with Meredith. Uh, but speaking about the new interns, which I mean, we have to admit they're front and center, at least, and I think it's going to be even more going forward. Um, the thing that intrigues me is that in this episode, I think that the ships are being formed. So we have on one yeah. hand, Jules, and blue ponson oh and my god ponson. such a surprise <laughs> yeah such a surprising ending and then we have another couple that i'm already shipping which is lucas and simon so i want to hear yeah. your thoughts about these two new possible pairings yeah lucas and simone um i could kind of see them kind of building from the beginning of the season um, so that wasn't as much a surprise. I like how they kind of ended um, very innocently, if you will, you know, compared to everybody else's like having sex and they're, you know, practicing um, ties on, you know, down on in the hallway. Um, but they kind of had the, the looks at each other. Um, meanwhile, yeah, Jules and Blue totally, I thought they were setting up um, Mika and, and Blue. Um, I think maybe that was just in my own head or I don't know. Um, so I was a little surprised and I thought that I'm still waiting for Jules and Link to hook up inside of Mika's oh. van when we saw that she has this van in the parking lot and now Jules kind of looked in and was like, hmm, interesting. Um, but I think we, we, we're learning more about Blue and who he is, not only, you know, wants to be the best and is very competitive as a surgeon but seems like um romantically as well so we'll see where that goes yeah yeah i think that you know that the, the last scene between jules and blue reminded me a little bit of alex and easy maybe because of that i don't like you but i don't even like you but i'm it's just gonna be or, yeah it reminded me of early easy and alex and i shipped easy and alex so so much but again as i said yeah couple that really struck a chord with me was Lucas and Simone. I think they have beautiful chemistry. I think that Lucas is super cute uh, and also hot. And, <laughs> and I, I also think that the fact that now they both know each other's deepest secret is going to yes, yes. make them yeah, grow even closer. And, and I mean, what an emotional journey was for Simone in this episode. I mean, uh, I, I loved the interaction between Simone and Meredith. Meredith, the fact that the, Meredith could is the only one that can possibly comfort 
uh, Simone because she knows how it is to live with, you know, with a relative, with someone that you very much love, who has, I mean, Alzheimer's or in this case, dementia. Yes. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of, you know, that episode where Ellis Gray is brought in and, you know, Meredith is the only one at that point that knew about her Alzheimer's and is trying to keep it secret. Um, and of course, and then they brought it up in the episode, you know, Meredith is talking to Simone about her mom. So it was definitely, you know, reminiscent of those those early days, which I think, you know, a lot of this season is at least so far. Yeah, there are, there are definitely uh, a lot and, of callbacks. And that's what I was saying too, is that this, this episode felt so classic Grey's. And I think a part of that was the sex. I mean, you know, let's talk about sex. Ending alone, all the couples, you know, hooking up was yeah. very reminiscent of like, you know, season two, season three, Grey's Anatomy with like, you know, the, the music montage and everyone just in bed. It just felt like those early days. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm, yes. But can I say something which is not very good, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> what that last scene made me realize, except for the Meredith and, and Nick kiss, is that not all of these couples have chemistry, you know? Okay. Because, for example, I was looking at Joe and Link, Link giving Joe okay. a foot massage, a feet massage. I was like, uh, I thought that was a little bit cringy, no? There was a moment where Camilla, I don't know, um, I'm not the biggest fan of Camilla's acting. That's my thing. I'll put that out there. Um, I like her as a person. I follow her on Instagram and she's awesome and her kids and whatnot. Um, but there are times where I just don't really buy what she's yeah. putting out there. So I think there was a, a couple stuff. Yeah. Where she was like, Oh yeah. Where it was like, yeah. I'm not buying this Camilla. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I had, there were scenes like, I think last season between Joe and Link where I, I did buy it and I saw that the chemistry, but yeah, I think last night, I don't know. She's so hit, hit and miss with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I have always said it. I'm not the biggest fan of Camila's acting as well. She seems, you know, when people say that they're against Alex and Dizzy, I don't know where you stand on, on, on that sense. But the point is that I loved Alex and Dizzy. And the thing is, what made me love the two of them was also because Catherine Eigel had amazing acting chops. She was amazing. Oh, yeah. She could do subtle. She could be dramatic. I still remember a speech to Danny, the 17 second speech, right? Oh God, when she said to him, yeah. uh, what about me? What about me? I mean, yeah. she's, she's an amazing actress. And Camilla does not have that kind of acting range, at least to me, for me. I, I mean, that's my opinion, my personal opinion. I agree. So, so the point is that she always seems a little bit fake. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but the point is that we had Teddy and Owen that I'm, and I'm loving their dynamic this season. I think they're really yeah, funny. Yeah. Are, you loving, are you liking it as well? I am. Yeah, I'm enjoying just how like sassy and snarky Teddy is with Owen and then how he um, there's a couple of funny moments with him last night, um, you know, talking about consent and, you know, if you're divorced, you're doing it wrong. And then in the end, of course, you know, he they they finally are, you know, maybe reconciling and they're, you know, hooking up again. And she gave him the consent and said, OK, yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, but also what I loved about that scene was the ending because 
it seems like they oh, have yeah. it up. But at the end, she says to Owen, you should have had sex um, <laughs> lessons before, or sex a long time. before yeah. which is a very snarky comment if you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I think, I mean, it's not about because Owen was not a good lover, in my opinion, but because, you know, she just wanted to hurt him. So the, the cat and mouse game is still on, I guess. So, yeah. But again, they have good chemistry, I think. They, they work together. They work well together. But the point is that if you recall the early years of the show, if we had had a scene like this, we would have had Meredith and Derek. We would have had Cali in Arizona, we would have had yeah. Lexi and Mark, we would have had um, Christine and Owen. I mean, those couples had such so many so much chemistry that every week we had tune in to see what was going to happen to the to that to those couple. In this era of Grace, I feel like the couples are just meh, except for Meredith and Nick, but they're not like super engaging. You know what I mean? I i think in the earlier seasons, it felt like they t- they really took their time to find the chemistry and find who it, it came a little more organically, the writing and, you know, who is partnered with who. And, and we did have these really strong, iconic relationships, like you just mentioned, Calzona and, um, you know, Isex and uh, all these different, Crowen, <laughs> all the different like ship names and... Um, um, and now, yeah, it feels they're just writing, oh, this person's going to be with this person, whether or not they have the chemistry or not. Um, I think, again, with last night's episode, we're getting back into it a little more. And again, with like the new interns as well. But um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely see. So, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We're intrigued. For sure. And another thing which is interesting is that in this episode, we now know the sexualities of these characters. So we know, oh, yeah. I mean, we already knew that Jules loves, likes men, for now at least, we'll see what happens. And we know that Simone likes uh, men. We know that Lucas likes women. I mean, we don't know for sure. It's just, I mean, it might be bisexual, but it might be free, any, anything. But the point is that we have some indication about where they might go yeah. romantically, right? And, and, and then we, even Mika. And yes. And Mika, we know that she's mostly, she mostly likes women. Right. And so I think, and that's my prediction, that Mika might have something with home in the future. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Um, So I'm intrigued to see if Helm is going to be making her way back to the hospital. I hope she doesn't stay in the bar. I mean, it's fun for, you know, an episode or two. Um, But like Levi said, you know, you're a surgical resident. So hopefully she'll be back and or that Mika Yasuda will go to the bar and see Taryn Helm and take it from there. Maybe we'll have a a bathroom kiss a la Mm -hmm. Callie and Eric. So, you know, I think I think there's something there for sure. And I, I'm excited, you know, to see Helm's been on the show for so long to see her with someone would be nice. Yeah, we'll see what happens between Helm and Mika if something happens, actually. But I have to say something that I really like Mika as a new character. As I said last week, she's with Lucas. She's my, my other favorite intern. 
But and I oh, and I I am a little bit disappointed that her romantic storyline could be a little bit wasted with Home because I think Home is such an under under underdeveloped oh sorry underdeveloped character you know so I true would, yeah I would have loved to see her with another woman with someone that is more fleshed out and but I mean there is no one else on the show right now but. You know, yeah, her with Helm, it's a little bit underwhelming because even though they give Helm great personality, I mean, f- for five seasons, she was just there panning for Meredith. So I'm not that invested into that character. And for me, when a character is ruined from the beginning, it doesn't change. If someone is written poorly, it doesn't change. That's why I never, never got into De Luca, you know? I see. Yeah, I'm hoping that if anything does happen with Mika and Helm, that they will develop her a little more and then maybe this could be that. But you're right, you know, she's been on the show for so long and has been um, pretty underdeveloped as of as we've seen so far. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, another thing is, I mean, we are saving this for last, but I mean, it was like one of the biggest things in this episode is Addison was back. (laughs) We love her, right? Of course. Iconic. Always an icon. Yeah, she's an icon. And, uh, you know, she was there to support Bailey in this, for, for these videos and by the way, Belly is back at work, and I'm a little pissed off that she talked to Richard about getting going, going back at work and not to Meredith. Meredith is the chief, and she also still has to apologize for Meredith the way she treated her at the end of last season. But apart from that, Definitely. right? Yes. I mean, yeah, just like all of that last, you know, with, with um, yeah, <laughs> leaving the, you know, the chief chair to her and just walking out after everything. Yeah. Yeah, simply put, yeah. So the point is that Edison is back and she's there, of course, to face an important topic uh, that is going on in America right now. Yeah. I, I'm sure we'll have okay, more occasions during this season to delve into this topic, which, you know, enrages me so much because I cannot believe that a democracy like America is living through this dark time. Um, yeah, it's crazy over here in this country that, you know, this is, this is happening to women and in this, you know, it's 2022 and, yeah, and men and the government are still trying to control women's bodies and what women can do with their, their own bodies. It's yeah. ridiculous. I had a feeling though, that this was what uh, at least a part of the storyline was going to be with Addison's return. So I think it was, it was really well done, at least for the first episode. Yeah, back. and we know for sure that this storyline is going to progress. It's an important Definitely. and pivotal storyline, of course. And 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 speaking of lighter facts, was the, there was this strange phone call that Edison was on, mm. maybe with Jake. I mean, I never watched Private Practice, but I know she's married to this guy who's called Jake. And I think yeah. <laughs> some problems might happen for her romantically as well. At least, at least from that phone conversation i think so yeah i know they hinted at that last season you know her talking to amelia about you know during the pandemic and she was 
driving away and she wanted to leave and this and that. She didn't want to be locked up with, you know, her husband and kid. Um, but yeah, she still loves them. Yeah, I think there, if it is Jake on the other side of the line, there's thing going on there. And maybe that's the reason that she stays in Seattle longer than, you know, one or two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We're gonna find okay. Out. I think it's time for the, what, what did you say? I said, I think we're going to find out what happens with, with, with Addison and Jake. Yeah, really. <laughs> but now, before we finish, Alexander, you should know that we have this moment in which we share our favorite quote or scene from the episode. So which was yours? Um, I have a few. I'm going to try to do one. Um, can I do a scene and a quote? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Or at least I love the scene with Bailey kind of saying what she wants as far as coming back and she wants to, you know, come back only, you know, 40 hours and it's going to be partly dedicated to the, the women's clinic and partly dedicated to teaching. And, you know, she is still, I'm, I'm just loving Bailey this season, you know, much, much calmer, less stress and that she's declaring what she needs and as she is ready to come back, um, as far as a quote, I'm like at a toss up between like a throwaway line when Teddy finds out that the interns aren't available. And she said, well, what did they enlist? And then I also loved Nick talking about, oh, yeah, the interns are doing sex videos yeah. and that whole dialogue. And oh, what? Is, oh, sex education videos. Yeah, yeah. That's an important word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mine, I think it's, um, oh my God, that's difficult. Uh, right. I think I'm going to go with the final kiss between Meredith and Nick. Yeah, I think that was. Okay, good. yeah, yeah, that was because, definitely. Because the way what it happened, you know, it happened in a very uh, normal way. It was not, as it is usual with the two of them. They're just two adults loving each other. So, yeah. I think that was yeah i love that it was just like the end of the day after everything you know whether she's mad at him or not and whether what's going on with zola or not and you know oh kid goes inside and they shared this really romantic kiss on the front porch it was really yeah. beautiful exactly okay alexander thank you thank you so much for being with us this week to and yes. really a, a great great anatomy fan so we hope to have you back sometime Yes, thank you again for having me on today. I do hope to be back and I can tell you even more stories about my love for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, we went <laughs> on some of the places I some of the places I've been. I visited locations and I have a tattoo and oh, you know, we can you, go into that you, in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's such a tease. Okay, Alexander is a Oop, there you go. See how I do? Yeah. <laughs> He left. He leaves us with. He leaves us with his cliffhanger. Oh, we want to know more about it. Okay, we'll have you back as soon as possible. So, guys, <laughs> show. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review our podcast, and tell your friends, of course. Our theme song is called "Inspired" by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DanceLawPod and on Instagram at DanceLawGrace Anatomy. Until next time. Next time, I'm Giuseppe, and this is Dance It Out, a Grace Anatomy podcast. Thank you.